Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's March 26th, and this is episode 285. You are invited to join me and my very awesome guest, Danielle Bayard Jackson. She is a friendship coach and the creator of Friend Forward. And today, we are tackling one of the most talked about topics in our awesome community, and that is friendship. We are talking about why female friendships are so important. And Danielle is going to give us guidance on just how exactly we can make more friends and make new friends. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. We hope you know that you have found your way to the most awesome community of women that exists on the internet. You can find our community all over the place. We're on YouTube and TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Basically, if amazing women are gathering there, you can find Sorta Awesome there too. And if you found your way here from our daily podcast, Awesome Today, well, welcome Awesome Today fam to Sorta Awesome. So you guys, I am so thrilled to welcome Danielle Byard Jackson to the show today. Hi, Danielle. Hello. Thank you for having me. Well, as I said before we started recording, I am like literally my face is flushed. I'm having a total fangirl moment because I am so thrilled that you have come to Sorta Awesome. I have been loving your work on TikTok and over on Instagram. I think you're doing incredible things for women and friendship. So I'm so thrilled that you're here. Yeah, no, this is, a, it's great to have people start to have more of the conversation around friendship and why it's important and all those things. So I appreciate you allowing me to lend my voice to the conversation. Totally. Yes. Well, if you guys have not met Danielle yet, I am so excited to introduce you to her today because she is amazing. She has so much going on. Like I said, she's the founder of Friend Forward, which is both her website and podcast. So I know you all are always looking for great podcast recommendations. I am here to say you're going to want to go check out Friend Forward, her podcast. Danielle, you're a certified friendship coach. You own a PR agency. You're an educator. You're an author. You have so much going on. How do you find time to create all this amazing content for women on the internet? You know, I used to make a pretty dark joke. People would be like, how do you do it all? I'm like, I just cry in my car on my lunch breaks <laughs> and then push through the second half of the day. No, but I'm very blessed to have a community of people to help me manage. You know, I've got a two and a half year old and oh my doing goodness. all the things. And so I'm so blessed to have a network that is available and eager to show support. And then also, you know, it helps sometimes to prioritize. So maybe, you know, it's the really heavy coaching day. And then the next day it's, you know, I've got to show up for my clients at the PR agency. So 
it's forced very sporadic, unorganized me to have to get organized. So, so we're managing over here. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I am tracking with you so hard on just, you know, showing up in different roles at different times and, you know, trying to stay plugged in when in that moment, I get that so much. And I know so many of our awesomes can relate to that too. So you guys, I am so excited that Danielle is here because I did discover her on TikTok where she has an incredible account and it's exploding in growth. Like the last time I checked, it's over a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Danielle, there's no telling by the time this episode drops, how many you're going to have over there. People are just flocking to you. So that's been so fun. But I was introduced to Danielle through a series that she did on TikTok about just kind of like the basics, like how do we go about making new friends? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what the research says about women and friendships. We're even going to talk about how we can gently begin repairing friendships that have been feeling the strain of the past year. So we have so much we're going to get to here in just a few minutes. But first, Danielle, let's go ahead. Let's start this show the way we like to here on Sorta Awesome with our Awesomes of the Week. If you're new to Sort of Awesome, this is the moment in the show where we take a little time to talk about whatever's making life awesome right now, whether it's a book or a TV show, movie, podcast, a product, whatever is bringing some happiness, some joy to us. Danielle, what do you have for the awesomes this week? Okay, so this is super basic and not anything revolutionary, but I did not allow myself to have Cinnabon for a really long time. <gasps> okay. It's bad for you, but... And I've been really indulging in some pretty good Cinnabon and I feel no shame about it. So that's what I've been loving this week. I love that. First of all, I love the no shame thing for sure. That is so important. Oh my gosh, as you're saying it, I'm like, you know, I also have not had Cinnabon <laughs> in a hot minute for sure. So I'm feeling kind of inspired. We're going to have to go check that out <laughs> very soon. I wanted to tell you guys that as we are making the transition from like our winter wear and our winter accessories, winter clothes into springtime, I have found a pair of really cute earrings. Where are you on earrings, Danielle? Are those a big part of your like daily accessory? Are you kind of like not so much on them? You know, I'm the girl who's wearing like the same simple pair every day, but I do know the power of switching it up and how you feel how you tap into like, if you feel more feminine or more yeah. daring yeah. based on your earrings. So it's kind of surprising how much influence that can have on your attitude. It really, I totally am tracking with you. I love a great pair of earrings. I am kind of like you on my daily, you know, just like getting ready. I will usually just put in a something small and simple. But then on the days when I go big, I'm like, I feel a little bit like I'm juiced. I can take on today. So you guys, I found these rattan earrings on Amazon. I think they are so perfect as we are transitioning into warmer weather. You can find them on Amazon. It's actually a pack of four rattan earrings. Two of them are kind of circles. One is more of like a, a teardrop shape. And then there's one that has some really fun tassels hanging off of it. The thing I love about these, Danielle, is I do usually wear a smaller earring, but these are big, but they're so lightweight because they are made from rattan. You can wear like a big statement earring and they just feel like nothing in your ears. So those have been so much fun and they have me feeling ready to like pull out the sundresses and pull out some sandals and get ready for some warm weather. <laughs> yeah, because it's warming up. So that makes total sense. Yes, totally. So, okay, you guys, well, those were our awesomes of the week this week. As always, we are going to have show notes for so much of what we're going to cover in this week's episode. So don't feel like you have to jot anything down. We're going to have it all saved for you in the show notes, including our awesomes of the week. 
If you have not joined our communities on social media, we'd love to have you there because we talk about Awesome of the Week every Friday. And we also just are talking about all kinds of awesome things that are going on. So if you haven't found us on Instagram, come over and join us. We're at Sort of Awesome Show over there. We're also on Facebook where we have over 5,000 women in our Facebook hangout community. Not only do we talk about Awesomes of the Week, but we also kind of troubleshoot life issues for each other. We give recommendations. We share funny memes, all kinds of good stuff there. And it's pretty great to be over there. If you haven't joined us, come find us there at facebook.com slash groups slash sort of awesome hangout. Like I said, we have so much that I am so excited to dig into with Danielle this week. And we'll get to that when we come right back. Awesome. As I've said it before, I'll say it again. One of the biggest surprises of this past year, a year packed with surprises, is that I have become a person who loves meditating. And that's all because of Headspace. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Like if you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a quick three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need a little help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions that many of their members swear by. And for you parents out there, Headspace even has morning meditations that you can do with your kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace absolutely taught me the fundamentals of how meditation works. I've been using the focus section of the Headspace app. They have playlists with focused music. They have exercises to help get your brain in gear to get more focused. I find myself tuning into that several times a day. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice like I have with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime and anywhere. Awesomes, you deserve to feel happier and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash awesome. That's headspace.com slash awesome for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal being offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash awesome today. All right, friends, this episode of Sort of Awesome is sponsored by Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company for people that are ready to take their acne seriously. Now, most of us know that prescription acne treatment really works, but it can be hard to get. It's a little bit complicated. You have to take off time from work to go see a doctor, sit in line at the pharmacy if you need a medication, until Apostrophe. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board-certified dermatologist online. You'll get treated immediately, and your medications are delivered right to your home. You simply fill out Apostrophe's online questionnaire about your skin concerns and your medical history. Then you're just going to snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan that is tailored just for you. The best part is that Apostrophe offers topical and oral medications so that you can treat your acne from the inside out and the outside in. Apostrophe treats acne and they can also help you hit your other skincare goals like reducing redness, working on any fine lines or wrinkles you're worried about. They can even help you target those dark spots that have been bothering you. 
something that I absolutely love and I think is so awesome about apostrophe is that your experience, your appointment, your care is provided to you by a real dermatologist. That is not always the case with online skincare plans. Plus, they want to make the experience as efficient and helpful as possible. Everything is quick. I super love that you don't even have to schedule an appointment. All of this works together on your schedule. I'm so excited to tell you all that you get $15 off of your first visit with a board certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash awesome when you use our code awesome. This code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, go to apostrophe.com slash awesome and click begin visit. Then use the code awesome at sign up and you'll get $15 off of your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O phe.com slash awesome. Use that code awesome to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring Sorta Awesome. All right, Danielle, like I said at the top of the show, I discovered you on TikTok. I immediately knew we needed to have you here to share your wisdom, your inspiration, your insight on friendship with our community. You can imagine, as I was just saying before we went to the break that, you know, we have over 5,000 women that are really strongly connected just in our Facebook community. And this is a topic we've certainly talked about a few times in the past on Sort of Awesome, but where women are gathering together, you know, the topic of friendship is going to come up. And I'm sure that you have experienced this. I mean, maybe this is part of what led you into becoming a certified friendship coach. I didn't ask you about this before we started recording, but is that part of your story? Just like you noticed how much of a pain point friendship can be for women. And that kind of led you on this path. I'd love to hear a little bit of that background. Yeah. It's so funny. I always joke that, you know, whenever I do tell someone, if they ask, oh, what do you do? And I say, you know, I'm a friendship coach. You know, normally the response is like, oh, that's, that's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. And I get it because a lot of times when we talk about friendship, we're thinking about two young girls holding Mm. hands at friendship bracelets. And there's this very childish notion of being friends. And so I totally get that response. And this is nothing that I set out to do. It wasn't on my vision board at 18, but I was actually a high school English teacher for five years. Oh wow! And I taught juniors and seniors. So between classes, after school, in the cafeteria, you have the young girls, you hear the drama, or they'll come to me, maybe like in a big sister way after school to talk about something that they dare not tell their friend but they'll tell me. And Mm -hmm. when I suggest, we'll go tell her, you know, have you told her? Oh my God, no, there's no way I'm going to say it to her, you know? And I made the foolish mistake at the time of dismissing it as teenage stuff. Oh, right. Because then when I got into public relations, here I am consulting with women who are vice presidents of big startups and we're talking about their media strategy. But as afternoon meetings bleed into, you know, evening meetings and we're there for a while and they're, you know, they're loosened up and things are getting more personal. Then they confide that they don't have any friends at all because Mm. they're so career driven or so obsessed with the baby that they don't have time for friendship stuff, but then are simultaneously talking about how lonely and disconnected they feel. And that was my moment of connection of, oh, okay. So at any stage of womanhood, this is an issue creating and maintaining strong friendship. And so I simply went home, did a quick search on Amazon for friendship books. And it pulled up a bunch of kids' books. But if we pull up books on um, motherhood or how to be a boss in the boardroom or how to be a better wife, don't you know, there's hundreds of thousands of resources. And I thought, well, why isn't there support for one of the most critical relationships we'll ever have? And that's kind of where things 
sparked and it's been about two and a half years and it's been a really fun journey so far. Oh my gosh, I am getting chills just listening to your story. I identify with so much that first of all, I also taught high school English juniors and seniors. So fun. I did. Yes. Many years ago before my oldest child was born, but you're so right. And you know what? That's such an interesting part of the friendship formula. I feel like, you know, when you're in school, when you're in college, and then maybe you're doing grad school or whatever, you kind of like have a built in, like you wouldn't necessarily choose those people as your friends, but you're in the same environment. And so you're all there together and you kind of build friendships. And then you go out into the big wide world, you start your career or you get married or whatever path life takes you on and you don't have them that built in community. That's kind of one of the first times that I hear women who are younger than me saying like, I literally don't know how to make friends. And then kind of on the other end of the spectrum, as your kids grow up and you maybe have fostered friendships with other mom friends through the years, but then like people grow up and their kids move up and now they're empty nesters. And they're once again, finding themselves like, how do I connect with women for friendship? So, I mean, I think that it's just so interwoven into our lives, but you're so right. It's not something that we have at books or guidance, or even really most of us don't even have mentors to kind of like walk us through, how do you find a friend, which is really where you are stepping in and giving us guidance. So I'm so thankful that you're meeting women in this space for sure. The way that I found you on TikTok, the first one I saw from you is you are doing a series on like, literally, let's get back to basics. Danielle, how do we make friends? So you broke this down into a three or four part series on TikTok. Walk us through that. What advice did you share there? Kind of help us to get those insights of where do we start if we're finding ourselves, whether we're in our 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, beyond, and we're looking around and we're saying exactly what you said, like, I'm lonely and I don't Mm -hmm. know how to make these connections that I'm craving in my life. Yeah. Well, first I want to say, you know, at the risk of sounding life coachy, I like to say it starts with like your mind before we start with emotion. And you know, there's no shame around loneliness. You should not be embarrassed if you look around and say, oh my God, I don't have any friends. We've got to stop that. It's totally normal. In fact, research tells us that once you hit the age of 25, your social network begins to decrease exponentially, which makes sense because you have other priorities begin to emerge and people move away and you're not in school anymore. It's the time where we start to kind of put our head on a swivel, look around and say, where did all my people go? And to your point, we have to keep doing this. Once we get married, we get new friends. And if we, you know, God forbid, get divorced or where we become empty nesters or, you know, any new stage of life, we're having to create new friendships. So we might as well kind of flex the muscle and learn how to do it. And I'm glad more people are speaking about friendship from a health perspective and not just, oh, I need some girls to brunch with. But now there's increasing research around the impact that it has on our physical, mental, and emotional health to not have a support system. And for that reason, we've got to start putting friendship in the forefront and figure out, you know, how do we get this done? So when it comes to some tangibles, once we understand like, okay, this is, this is an important thing, you know, there's a couple of things that we could do. I like to start with this tip because I think we're overlooking it and it's the easiest. And that is that we've got to stop saying, make new friends and using it as a synonym for meet new people because those two are not the same. So a lot of us are like, oh, I need some new friends. So where do I go to start meeting strangers? Yeah. But Making friends is the art of cultivating something meaningful with another person. And who said that that has to start from scratch? So there's a lot of people in our circle who we've dismissed as too young, too old, too nerdy, not nerdy enough. We can't be friends with them. 
but you're sitting on some golden opportunities. So who do you already know who are friends of friends and you already have some stuff in common? And, you know, when we used to be able to go to parties, you guys always happened to be there, but you never really talked. Who are those people? Mm. And start there because they're already in your network. So the next time you have a conversation with them, can you extend it by two more minutes? Or can you reach out to them and say, you know, hey, I know this is kind of random, but I saw XYZ the other day and it reminded me of that party we went to like two years ago. And I know it's random, but I just, I thought of you and had to send this over. And I know even at that suggestion, some of us are like already breaking out in a beat of sweat. Like there's (laughs) no way I'm going to be a weirdo. But then I'm like, okay, well, put yourself on the opposite end of the spectrum on the receiving end. If somebody said, hey, I thought of you and I wanted to send you this, you might be a little surprised. But man, how flattering that somebody thought of you, took the time and was like, you were on my mind. And so maybe that can kind of kickstart and get some things going, but somebody's got to put themselves out there and say, I'm open to friendship with you. Yes. Oh my gosh. That is so groundbreaking because I think you're so right. We think like, what am I supposed to do? Go up to a stranger at the grocery store and be like, tap, tap, tap. You look nice. Want to be friends? Like no one's going to do that, but it could be so intimidating to be like, well, where do you start? I love that insight. You don't have to start from scratch. Build with the connections that are already there that maybe haven't sort of like crossed over into friendship territory yet. Start there. That makes so much sense. It reminds me of a story that one of our community members, our longtime community member named Alyssa often tells when the topic of how to make new friends comes up. She said, Like years ago, she had small children. And I think she was part of like a library, like story time where you would kind of see the same moms every week, but they weren't necessarily like you weren't showing up with your friends kind of thing. And so one week she decided to just tell a few of the moms that she, you know, she like knew them by name, but wasn't really friends with. She said, a few of us are going to get together at my house after this to just like have breakfast and hang out if you want to come. Now, what she didn't tell anybody is that a few of us was just her and her kids. And so she (laughs) kind of like created this scenario where it didn't seem like I'm a weirdo, you know, but she was just like saying like, I already knew like there was some common ground. We were there at the library, obviously reading and our kids were important. We have kids. Let's start there. So she just kind of like created a scenario to invite people in. And it reminded me of what you were saying to just like start where you are look around, who do I know that I've kind of shuffled off into not friendship category? Maybe it's time to re-examine some of those connections, right? Totally. And I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. That's a good story of just like putting yourself out there and like, I'm going to do it. But I think there's maybe some relief in knowing that most of us are feeling that way. And it's so funny because I do these, like I had a session just before, you know, our conversation today and everyone's confiding in me. I you know, I just feel a little lonely. And we're saying it like it's, you know, dropping a bad word, like the L word. I feel Mm. a little lonely. But it's like, if I could tell you, if I could line up all the people telling you that in private in a session and put you all in a room, you know, so a lot of it kind of starts with feeling like, stop feeling like you're the only one who's having unique feelings of loneliness and being other and being different. It starts there. Yes. I think that can offer us a lot of relief. So yeah, so definitely starting with people who are already in your network um, is a good place to kind of start without the overwhelm. Another thing I really like is kind of an extension of that, you know, strategy, but is to identify, I like to call them super connectors. So these are the people who are known for being extroverted in your circle and they're always the life of the party. They've got tons of friends, 
well, why not leverage their willingness to connect people? So it's nothing to reach out to somebody and say, hey, you've always got so much going on and I am trying to get a little more plugged in. I'm telling them your reason. So maybe it's like I've been obsessed with the kids or I've had my head down at work, whatever the reason is. I just moved, but I've been trying to get plugged in and you always know what's going on. You've got tons of people around you every time I see you. And I'm just wondering, like, is there, do you have any suggestions for things coming up that I should check out? And again, I know we're in a pandemic, so transfer to the digital sphere. Are there any virtual hangouts that you're loving that I, you know, should know about or any suggestions you have? But most times people are eager for a chance to be helpful. But how are you going to get a need met if you don't want to communicate the need because you don't want people to know you have the need? I mean, yes. you've got to put it out there. I'm looking to be plugged in. You got any ideas for me? And a lot of times these extroverts, you know, I'm one, you know, we pride ourselves on knowing what's going on and we like hooking you up with other opportunities. And some of them, I go the extra mile and say, uh, heck yeah, I have a book club. Let me send you a link. Yeah. You should definitely come be my plus one. Yeah. But you know, it starts with leveraging people, you know, who have that spirit and they would love to connect you with others. I love that. I also am an extrovert and I, it thrills my heart to bring people into, you know, whatever gathering, whatever community. And, you know, I think it's another one of those situations where it might feel a little uncomfortable to be the asker in that. I know that if somebody reached out to ask me, hey, I know I've seen that you're involved in this kind of, you know, circumstance, situation, whatever. How can I get involved? I would like in a heartbeat, be like, yes, let's do this. Let's get you connected. And I think that for people who are maybe a little bit more introverted, whose energy is like a little bit more inward, there may be that sense of like, I wish I was extroverted like that. And then I could mm -hmm. make friends. But what I'm hearing you say in this tip is not everybody's going to be the extrovert. And mm -hmm. there's absolutely nothing to feel embarrassed or like you're sort of behind the ball on making friends. If you're introverted, reach out to people like together, when you bring those energies together, then that's where some really great connections can happen. Totally. And, and I love that you bring up the whole like introversion and extroversion component, because that's something that could work in your favor. If that person, you know, the super connector does invite you in and say, oh my God, yeah, come with me or join me on this, you know, book club call or whatever, then they're going to introduce you. Hey, everybody, this is my friend Meg. And then what happens there is, you know, it kind of expedites the process of becoming friends with new people because they're going to transfer the trust they have in that super connector onto you because it's yes. kind of like that theme of like, oh, any friend of hers, a friend mm -hmm. of mine. So it kind of gets you in and you don't really have to start at the beginning and prove that you don't have, you know, ulterior motives. So, you know, for the introverts, that might be a way to go because you can kind of cling on to yeah. the coattails of that extrovert, let them do the heavy lifting and swoop in, you know, totally. <laughs> behind them. But that's one way to kind of get in too. Yes, I am loving that. That makes so much sense. Any other tips for us as we're talking about like foundational, making those connections, reaching out where we can start that doesn't feel too overwhelming? Yeah, yeah. Two more quick things. One thing is, and I know, you know, the lockdown is looking different kind of in different states. You know, I'm here in Florida and we don't care. We're like, what lockdown down here? Okay. But uh, we're like, oh, spring break started. We've been on spring break. But, you know, it could be little things like I like to, you know, with a coaching client I just had, you know, I asked her about, you know, what routines do you have? You know, we often suggest becoming a regular somewhere. So whether that's I'm taking a walk every day at the same time every day, because guess what? Someone's letting their dog out every day at the same time before work or after they come home from work. But just even that, like, Plugging in a part of my day that I do at the same time outside of the house, that's safe, reasonable, and appropriate. 
but it helps me to breed familiarity with people who are out there doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. That mom who's walking her son home, the guy who's yes. watering his lawn every day before he goes to bed. But I'm seeing these people and, you know, I'm not even going to rant about how we've got to get neighborly again, but even some of that stuff just kind of gives you something to work with. And then finally, for those of us who are on Zoom calls all day, whether we're in class or, or work, one final thing I'd like to offer is, you know, the next time you're in a group meeting with 10 people and somebody asks the question of the boss to follow up with them in an email and to say something like, hey, this is random. And I like leading with this is random because we're all thinking it's random. So I'm going to say it out loud. Hey, this is random, but thank you so much for asking that question during meeting today, because I had that question too. And I was just like too nervous to put myself out there, but you did. And I just, I thank you for that because I needed to know the answer on that. I appreciate that. Period. Boom. Period. The end. I didn't ask a question. I didn't leave it open-ended. So now I'm grappling with like, what if they don't write me back? There's a chance that they won't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like to lead with that. There is a chance that they won't write you back. That's great. There's also a chance that they write you back and they're like, oh my gosh, yes, you had that question too. And it becomes something and yes. something blossoms. And so, you know, kind of being observant and looking for opportunities to connect. I think once we train our brain to start looking for opportunities, we'll be surprised by what we find. I agree with you so much. I love all of that. And I think it circles back so perfectly to what you said at the beginning, which is that we have to change our mindsets first. When we change our mindset and open up our energy to like, I'm on the lookout for friendship and not necessarily like in a creepy way or anything like that, but that you're just like, it allows you to notice people that you might not have noticed. It allows you to notice those kind of pathways into conversation, like you just mentioned, that we might have been closed off to if we're in the mindset of like, I can't make friends. I'm just destined to be lonely. No one wants to be friends with me. You know, we tell ourselves those stories. Well, then that is totally going to affect the energy that we give to other people. So I love how that all circles back and helps us to all know that we do not have to be tapping on people's shoulders at the supermarket. to make new friends. We have the people are there already in our lives. I really believe that. It's a matter of kind of adjusting our mindset and our conversations. So that's so, so helpful, Daniel. I love all of that. I have more I want to ask you about. We're going to get to that here in just a few minutes after this quick break. Okay, you guys, the new year is here. It marks a fresh start for your small business. Whether you're shifting business hours or hiring more remote employees, one thing that remains unchanged is the importance of having the right people on your team. When your business is ready to make that next hire, LinkedIn Jobs can help by matching your role with qualified candidates so that you can find the right person quickly. And to lend a helping hand, your first job post is free. I've poked around on the LinkedIn Jobs website. I think they do an incredible job of matching potential employees with employers, looking for all of the things they have in common that are awesome, that are going to make just the right fit for everybody. We all know that LinkedIn is already an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. Getting started is easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. You post a job with targeted screening questions and LinkedIn will quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. And you can manage your job posts and contact candidates from a single view on the familiar LinkedIn.com as all functions are now streamlined into one simple screen. And now you can do all of this from your mobile device, no matter where the day takes you. That's how LinkedIn jobs can help you hire the right person faster. So when your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit LinkedIn.com slash awesome. Again, that's linkedin.com slash awesome to post a job for free. 
Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Awesomes, as we all know, trying different wine is one of the best ways to find a new favorite, but sometimes buying a wine that I've never had before or I haven't even heard of doesn't pay off, literally. We all know that it is such a bummer to spend $10, $15, $20 on a new bottle of wine, and it's a big disappointment. But having a First Leaf Wine Club membership is like being a VIP in the world of wine. I can discover top-rated wine that I love at an exclusive discounted cost with practically zero effort. First Leaf is a wine club that sends personalized selections of wine from top vineyards around the world right to your door. Every bottle is handpicked by experts with your exact preferences and palate in mind. No more guesswork or letdowns. And you'll get incredible wine at much lower prices. First Leaf works directly with world-class winemakers, saving you up to 60% off of retail on award-winning wine. Unlike other wine clubs, First Leaf uses an algorithm and your feedback to curate future wine recommendations, which means that your shipments are only going to get better. Kyla and I both get so excited when we get a new First Leaf shipment. Now, if you want to, you can peek and see what they send you. We never do. We like to be surprised. It's so fun to unbox it. So I hope that you will join us in discovering new wine like a VIP by becoming a First Leaf member. Join today and you're going to get six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash awesome. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash awesome. All right, Danielle, I have to ask you about this. So when I first discovered you on TikTok, you had a TikTok that really went pretty viral. I mean, the last time I checked your account, this particular one had over 3 million views. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You have lots and lots of views, but this one really landed for people. Tell us what that TikTok was about and why you think it got so much traction with people. So that was just a simple stitch video, which means you add on to an existing video. And a young girl asked, you know, what's something you wish you knew when you're 20s? And I was like, hello, certified friendship coach here. Mm -hmm. I wish I knew that our female friendships had more of an impact on our overall life satisfaction than our romantic relationships. And I mean, every time I say like I get goosebumps, but it's because the comments, it's the comments that just had me up Mm. for days and reading through like 7,000 comments. And it made me really sad. Mm -hmm. I didn't expect that tone in the comments. And what I'm referring to is a lot of women saying like, oh, that's why I feel so lonely. Mm. Oh, that's why I feel so dissatisfied. You did have some women who, you know, it was cute. You'd see them tag their friends and be like, I know that's right, you know, which is so cute. You'd see married women who were like, hey, I'm happily married and I can still attest to this. I need my girls. And so it was just really beautiful to see, you know, women confirm that because they understand the joy of relationships with other women. But you also saw so many comments about, I don't have friends. I don't have female friends. I'm yearning for connection with another woman and I don't have it and or I had it but we broke up and Mm -hmm. it was worse than a romantic breakup yeah that was a strong strand so I think it revealed a lot about the state of our our female friendships and I do want to clarify that research because some people were like show me the research it was mostly men who were on the comments like prove it and I was like why are you here but you know when I have people ask like well why can't you talk about guys too and I just want to clarify two things You know, I like to specialize in female friendship because our biology, the way we communicate, the way we've been conditioned by our culture from when we grow up of what's polite and acceptable, what's not, all of that plays a role in how we connect with each other. Yes. Man and a woman be friends? Sure. I don't know much about that, you know, but it's just 
different. Mm -hmm. And so I specialize in the nuances of what happens when women come together. As far as that research is concerned, this is not to say that, you know, if you're married, your friends are going to satisfy you more than your husband. At the end of the day, friendship should be at the heart of your romantic relationship. Sure. Yeah. Your spouse should be your friend ultimately. But in terms of that whole idea of once I find my romantic person, I'll be happy. It's proven more that if you have friends, you will have greater life satisfaction than if, oh, well, this person on, when I look at their paper and they have a married status, they're doing better than this person who does not. No, no, no. It's people who have platonic social support who are faring better physically, mentally, and emotionally. There's tons of research to support that. Now, when it comes to men versus women, again, not saying that the male friend in your life can't fulfill you and and offer so much richness, but one of many pieces of research I can offer to this is we're all relatively familiar with fight or flight as a stress response, but that study was done again with women and they found that we have two more options and responses to stress, which include tend and befriend. So when a woman's stressed, one of our responses is to seek out the company of other women. And when we come together, we produce oxytocin and that relieves our stress that we had in the first place. Literally by being in the company of and talking to another woman. And I understand there's a bit of generalizing here because people love to say, well, I, okay. But I, and I know there's some generalizations there, okay? You know, because I'm in the comments and I see people coming for me. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. yes, I know. But for the most part, like how fascinating that that happens to us, that talking to my friend, And you hear that confirmed, and I'm sure you can attest to this, Meg, there's something different about, you know, spending some time chatting with a friend and almost being on a high afterwards, talking after some girl time, you know, some healthy, you know, stress-free girl time. And we need each other for that. So there's just different things in terms of how we communicate, how our body responds, you know, unspoken girl code and all those things that really does provide such a great impact on our well-being. Sometimes even knowing that you share the experience of being a woman in this world and I can be friends with the man, but there's something else about being able to just give that knowing look to a woman across the room and be like, oh my God, did you see that girl? Yes, I saw it. And it's just, we get it. There's something about that. And so, you know, so female friendship is just so beautiful for so many reasons. But for those women who are like, well, once I find my partner, I'll be satisfied. I just, I kind of like to push back on that because you need your girls too. And that's kind of like a whole other thing. But so it starts there. And I'm really glad to see people are starting to have the conversation of the richness of female friendship. Oh, my gosh. That is such golden, golden insight. I love it. And, you know, I often talk about this. I mean, my husband and I've been married for 22 years. We were college Mm -hmm. sweethearts. We literally have grown up together. However, if I try to sit and tell him, like, here's our grocery shopping list for the week. And here's all the details. And here's what I'm thinking. And here's what we have in the freezer. Do we think like he would be falling out of his chair so bored, but I have a best friend in my life whom I have known since seventh grade. And I can literally either call her, text her, hit her up on Voxer and be like, here's my plan for the week. Here's what's in my freezer. I'm just, I can't decide if I should take this out and do it. And she will literally be totally there for that whole conversation. And I'm there for those kinds of conversations with her. There's just something that is so unique about those connections, like you said. And I want to say too, I think that this is universal for both extroverts and introverts. Sometimes I think introverts tell themselves these stories that it's hard to be around people, that people are exhausting. And that is true to some extent. But even for introverts, connecting on a heart-to-heart level 
not small talk, but deep, intuitive, really communicating with each other kind of conversations is so life-giving for an introvert and definitely so imperative for extroverts too. So I just love all of that. And that lands, I know that's going to land so much for our awesomes who are listening too. So I have one last question for you, Danielle. I think that it's safe to say that so many of us have felt the stress, the, the universal and collective impact of this past year that we've endured together. There've been a lot of traumas, some big, some small. We of course had this worldwide pandemic. We had quarantine with things closing down, regular life closing down. The economy got real shaky. We've had renewed conversations around race and justice. There was a mm-hmm. freaking presidential election. Many friendships, I know this from listening to our community, many friendships have felt the toll of all of this pain from the past year. I think that women have borne a lot of the burdens of getting ourselves, our families, you know, all everyone through this past year. Many of us have had to, or not even intentionally, but have ended up kind of putting our friendships to the side just because we're all like in survival mode where we would normally reach out to our support systems, our support systems are drowning too. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering, as you think about the impact that this past year specifically has had on women and friendships, if we're noticing like there's some distance in our friendship, maybe there's been some hurt feelings, maybe there's been some unmet expectations. Where do you think we could start with beginning to repair those friendships? Yeah, you know, to your point, like, yeah, the pandemic has done a number on our friendships. I, I think it's created distance, some imagined, some real. Some of us are, you know, now hyper in tune with like, okay, I haven't seen her in a while. What, what does that mean? Like, are we not friends anymore? Or did I turn her off? And I said that thing. There's just so much happening at the risk of oversimplifying things. I like to say, if you've identified somebody in your life who you really care for and you miss her company and you would like to see her again, to say so. And, you know, I know we get into a lot of like, ah, but what if like I offended her or what if I'm going to impose by reaching out or what if she doesn't respond at all? Or what if she, we could do that all day long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do think it's important to get clear about like, okay, why are you rekindling this? Is it because you missed her, but it was a toxic situation when sometimes we are trying to reconcile the two. It's totally normal to miss somebody who was bad for you, but you miss their company. So that's, I get that. But if it's something where it's like, hey, it was kind of friendship fade and I don't know what happened, but I would like to be, you know, talking maybe every other week again. Great. Say so. And I like to say, you know, lead with vulnerability. Hey, I've been thinking about you a lot lately. I don't know what you got going on, but I would love to do like a 30 minute catch up on Friday if you're free and just go there. And I think a lot of us just spend so much time wondering what if and imagining this narrative and deciding for her. I see a lot of that of, you know, she just moved and she's probably so busy with like the new baby. I don't want to interrupt and made up this whole story or vice versa. Moms with their non-mom friends were like, oh, well, she, you know, I've, I've got the kids and I know she's good. You know? Yes, yes. So, you know, sometimes I'm just like, you miss her and you wish you could talk to her. Okay. So good. So you're going to text her that tonight, you know, and stop with the overthinking yes. and to be emotionally prepared. Yes, mm. it's possible. She does not respond. That's true. But now, you know, and maybe we can manage our feelings around like, gosh, that's kind of messed up. But now we know. Or maybe she responds and says like, hey, I'm really busy right now. And I I don't think I have the capacity for it. And now I know. And there's also that chance that she's like, I'm so glad to hear from you. Yes, absolutely. Friday night. Let's do it. So that, and hopefully we're seeing that life is really short and to go after the things that we want. And again, I know that seems like so simple. And I know the fear of rejection is very real. I know 
Some of us have some very complicated histories with our friends, um, but to go after it. If you're noticing that some friendships kind of faded out and and you're trying to make sense of that, you know, one, I want to say that this is not a reflection of you as a person, because a lot of times we think like, gosh, if I can't even keep friends or no one's reaching out to me. And so I guess I'm not as interesting or desired or worthy. And none of that's true. It's just the state of things. And it's not a reflection of your character, your worth, or what you have to offer. If it's something that kind of faded because some things came to the surface this year and it had you kind of looking at it differently. I did notice that, you know, I started to see themes in the request for coaching sessions. And last year, hands down, without a doubt, one theme that emerged was I'm starting to look at my friend differently. And I don't know that we can be friends because Mm -hmm. we had, you know, these issues of racial injustice that were suddenly at the forefront. We had issues of, well, I'm big on wearing a mask and my friend is not. And I don't know how she could be insane right now. You know, we just have like so many, you know, the presidential election and and political views. So a lot of those things bubbled to the surface and it had us looking at our friends like, who are you and how do we get here? And so if that's anyone's kind of situation right now, like I learned a lot of things about her and I don't know. I always like to ask two things. One, is it a matter of boundaries? So is it something where maybe she has a certain view and it makes you uncomfortable when she talks about it? But you guys are willing to say, can we take that topic off the table? Like, you're my girl, but every time that comes up, it makes me feel weird. And she's like, okay, agreed. Can it be contained with boundaries? If not, that's one thing. But can it be contained? Let's at least try for that and we can have some kind of understanding. The second thing is, is it an issue of identity? So for example, you know, I'm a Black woman. So with my white friends this summer, if at any point I feel like I have to hold something back because I don't want to make you uncomfortable... Mm or I have to like justify my space in this world, or I can't grieve the loss of another black male this summer for no reason at all. If I can't bring that to you because it makes you uncomfortable, I can't be myself here. So on the most fundamental level, you know, you're supposed to be able to bring yourself to the table with your friends. If I have to hold back my blackness, which is a part I can't extract from my identity, I can't show up here. And so if it's a matter of identity or boundaries, Those are the things to kind of look at when it comes to being friends. And if you decide, you know, I don't have the interest anymore. I don't have the capacity anymore. I don't want to deal with it anymore. That's okay. I preach. I think you need to have a conversation first. I don't believe in ghosting or just being done with like, we had conflict and that made me feel uncomfortable. So I'm just going to cut her off. She's toxic. And it's like, right. So did you talk to her? Did you tell her, hey, that thing made me feel weird, you know, before you ghost her? And if so, if you realize you don't have the mental energy, totally okay to have this pandemic be a season that kind of filters out Mm. some people is totally, totally okay. That makes so much sense. And I love that. I love that the emphasis on have the communication so that if that friendship is coming to a close, at least both parties have a pretty good idea of why. So I think that's so important. And I love the fact that we can just get out of our heads and just send the text and be like, I miss you. Can we get together? (laughs) So loving that. Danielle, this has been so good. This has just flown by for me. This has been so great. I know this is going to reach out and touch the hearts and the minds of so many of our awesomes. But I also know that people are going to want to go and find you so they can hear more of this wisdom because you guys, this just barely scratches the surface of what Danielle is teaching, what she has to offer. So Danielle, tell us, Like I said, at the top of the show, you have so much going on. Where can people just kind of go to connect with you, 
What are some of the things that you would say, hey, I've got this going on if you want to hear more from me? Yeah. So two things, if you want to get plugged into like the podcast or videos or resources and things like that, everything's housed at our website, which is betterfemalefriendships.com because it says it all, betterfemalefriendships.com. And if you're looking for more, so if you're like, okay, the videos are nice, but I want to be plugged in. We have a group coaching membership. It's $5 a week. And it's there where I am posting, you know, lessons every week. They get challenges and we have virtual events every week. So whether that's like some fun mixology lessons or watercolor lessons or baking, we have book club. So if you're like, hey, I want to be intentional about getting plugged in, I think I'm ready. The details for that are on our website as well. Or you can download the app Friend Forward anywhere you download apps and get plugged in today. So it's been really fun operating in this space. And I appreciate you for allowing me to kind of have this conversation with you and your awesomes today. Gosh, truly the pleasure is mine. And again, I know this is going to mean so much to so many. So again, so thankful for your time and your presence in this. Awesomes, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.